Hi and hello and welcome to the special episode of the Somerset Skypoint Podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Fogler. This is a special episode because it's all about dual credit. We have three of the greatest students at Somerset with us. We're going to pass around this um, recording device so that you guys can all introduce yourselves. So here's our first guest. Uh, I'm Xavier Sanchez and I'm a senior. All right. I'm Jefferson Wooden. You can call me Jeff and I'm a junior. Okay. I'm Misha Carlos, and I'm also a junior. And we also have special superstar teacher, coach, everything you can imagine for instruction, Nancy Madrigal. How are you doing today? Good. Thank you for inviting me. This is a special event. Thank you. It's going to be an amazing podcast. We've got like the best students ever in our room right now. I like how you guys are all smiling. I wish we, <laughs> this is no. we've been talking about for the podcast is getting like video. I wish we had video for this episode just because as I build you guys up, your <laughs> facial expressions like stop saying this. Don't say this. So um, anyways, we're going to just go around. We'll just go around in the circle here just to talk about this for a second with dual credit. Like what is the best thing about dual credit and what's something that maybe you don't like about dual credit? For me, it's probably getting classes out of the way now. And since like I already took English 101 and 102, I don't have English this year for Somerset, which means I can have an open period and work on every other class that I need to. Okay. Best and worst. So the best part, yeah, I think it's uh, you can get the college courses out of the way. And there are lots of great people in this program, and you get to, like, I, I don't really go to the CSN campus, but you can go to the CSN campus and access all of the stuff that any other CSN student would have. The worst part is probably the lack of sleep. It's a lot of work, and if you're not dedicated, you're going to be... Uh, lagging behind almost but i think if you're prepared and know what you're doing you can definitely plan ahead and get it squared away okay so same question what do you think best and worst i think the best thing is the opportunities it gives you because it has definitely given me the opportunity to be more confident in how i'm um doing academically and i get to as i said be more ahead and i'll get it out of the way but also, I feel like the relationships I get to build in the classes, like college level, collegiate level, we have we have way more like free freedom to discuss whatever we want, and we're we're treated as adults actually, and um, I feel like we've matured a lot, and I get to see that as we take on this course. And the worst part, as Jeff said, I'd say like the lack of sleep I get, and like how much harder it is to find motivation to get stuff done. So we're, we're, we're really putting this podcast on because we really want students at home, especially like the middle school students or the students that are just beginning their ninth grade year, really coming up with an academic plan and a vision for where they see themselves. So it, I like that you guys brought up how difficult the work is because mm -hmm. part of it, you are taking a college course. There's You are actually getting college credits and we have some kids that are graduating with their actual associate's degree. So there we don't want to hide that component miss madrigal just so we can get your perception for people listening at home miss madrigal has her office where the students come and they work for their open periods um in here what what do you think the best and the worst thing for the students would be well at this time um i'm just really going to focus on the best because i really feel like uh, it really does encourage students to uh, work on their academics and just really focus on their future goals and things of that nature. And I find that there's a really good collaboration team going on with the students here, even on their off time, if you will. 
And, uh, but the great thing is that not only are they excelling in their uh, college courses, but also in the advanced placement courses and the honors and all the other uh, higher order classes that they're taking here on campus as well. Yeah, it's amazing. And your office, it's another reason I wish we had video so people could see how calming. Is this office not like the most calming place that you guys yeah, can go to it, all it day? Super, I mean, you did an amazing job of decorating. Yeah. Did you do all this at one time or would you kind of build it up and add everything to her? No, I, it was just, uh, I knew that uh, the kids were gonna be in here um, and this was gonna be their place. So I really wanted to create kind of like a loungy experience for them to know that uh, this is where they can come in and really feel that whole college experience and just kind of create that environment for them, yeah. set apart from the regular classes that they have. Yeah, that's amazing. So we get back to this future plans because I think that at the end of the day, it's all about what we wanna do in the future. So we'll just go around again and like say exactly um, what your future plans are if you have any future plans. So I'm gonna, I'm not gonna graduate with an associate's degree. I'm gonna be behind by like a few credits. So I'm gonna finish all my credits at CSN, then go to you know, UNOV for my bachelor's degree in business, and then maybe work one or two years to save money and pay off any student loan debt or whatever I can, and then go to Ohio to get uh, go on a program UNOH, it's a trade school for motorsports and everything like racing related and hopefully get accepted into NASCAR because they have that special NASCAR program. Yeah. And that would be awesome. And so the you said earlier before we started this podcast that the backup plan for the bachelor the bachelors in business is in case that doesn't go well, then you're going to use the business to get a job like a management job somewhere? Yeah, it could be like a sports marketer or anything related still to NASCAR. So NASCAR that is what your passion is yes how did that start uh in sixth grade my stepdad asked me one day if i wanted to go to a nascar race and i said sure because i was bored and why not and so he has special passes where we go inside the track like where all the garages and all drivers are so as we're going through it i like lean over the edge because i see a car and he's already recording me at the moment because he knows what's going to happen and the engine like they turn on the car and I jump up because it's so like really loud. And at that moment, I was just smiling because it's, that's my spark. So like, that's amazing that you found like your dream, your passion, and you remember it so specifically. That's awesome. All right. So for you, future plans. Well, uh, uh, it's kind of rough, but I'm going to perhaps complete some more credits uh, in my senior year and then after my senior year I'll go on a mission for my church and then after that perhaps uh, finish some credits for an associates at CSN and then work on my bachelor's uh, hopefully for aerospace engineering at a couple colleges thinking like maybe in California or Utah is it California because of the beach or? Well, California is actually close to family, even though it's kind of expensive. And Utah is, well, like BYU, it's affiliated with religion. And so I want to go there for that. And also it has pretty good programs. So that's awesome. Okay. And so final plans here. Thank you, Mr. Fogler. Um, 
for me, um, I'm just gonna do sign up for more classes next year for senior year and hopefully get as much done as I can. After that, I presume to go to CSN and finish my associate's degree. And after that, I'm gonna go to UNLV to get a bachelor's degree because I'm not sure, I'm actually not sure about UNLV, but I might wanna go in-state since I figured out that the credits actually won't transfer to like places like um, in Seattle that I actually wanted to go to UW. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I might stick with UNLV, but my major, probably something in the medical field and I'm really undecided, but I'm glad that like we we aren't really judged for how undecided or like how um, not specific we are because we made college plans in Ms. Gempler's room and we, it's like really flexible. We get to, they really support us here. And I feel like that's one of the pros of this program. Yeah, and, and yeah. as you guys, because you guys are so young, most people that are listening to this that are adults are gonna tell you the same thing that I went through, which was I switched my majors and that happens. You go, you take some classes and you decide, I don't like this. I went to hotel management because I thought I was going to work at a casino because mm-hmm. I was in Vegas at UNLV, which the hotel business, the business and the hotel management school at UNLV are the best in the country. And they have some of the greatest professors. They have people that ran yeah. the casinos and did amazing jobs. But when I went and I did that for a couple of classes, I realized that wasn't my passion. And so like finding that passion, like your spark that you talk about, so important in life because it can happen at random times and it can change. Some people will be like, oh, I like this. This is my dream job. Miss Madrigal, have you had any experience with that? Like, what's your spark? Do you have a story? I mean, I, yeah, I don't think I um, initially went in as an, ed, you know, an education. I went in uh, pursuing a career or should I say pursuing studying um, history. And then, you know, so the question was, what am I going to do with all this knowledge of history? So, of course, you know, teaching um, became the, the ultimate choice, but definitely, and my advice to you all three is definitely just continue working on your passions because that is really the theme that's been in this conversation right now. You know, the passion, what drives you, what motivates you, what visions do you have? And that's beautiful to see in such young people. And I'm, I'm already motivated by their passions as well. And I think schooling doesn't end, you know, at, at it never ends, you know, there's yeah. always, you're going for your master's and then you're going for your doctorate. We have several teachers on our campus right now as we speak that are pursuing their doctor's degree. So absolutely, it doesn't it doesn't end. So please continue on that journey. And it's a beautiful journey. So for our younger kids that are listening to this and their question about dual credit, the number one thing that I hear a lot is like, what what is the experience like how do you get into it what happens like what what is a daily life like so mm-hmm. who wants to take that uh, i guess i could all right let's um, go so i first off i don't take any um classes online or at the csn campus but for me um, getting into the program kind of looked like i just had heard about it there was this uh, meeting dual credit interest meeting and I went to it uh, last year, filled out some things. It was pretty regular. Some There were some roadblocks, especially with the CSN registration, but you can definitely get some help and ask questions to anyone, like Miss Wagner and Miss Cortez were a big help with that. And after getting into the program, typically you'll be given a couple open periods uh, like I have two but 
a lot of people just have one. So you might be taking AP honors courses. So however that schedule might look for you. Like for my, uh, I'll just say my schedule. So for first period at the beginning of the day, I have AP physics. So that's a lot of, quite a bit of math, but there's a lot of like AP dual uh, dual enrollment students there. And you'll find that if you're in the dual enrollment program, you're gonna be in classes with a lot of them all the time. Like there is this, um, this one student that I actually have all my classes with, which is pretty fun. So my second uh, period class is is English 101 or English 102. So took English 101 in the first semester and now taking English 102 in the second semester. For English 102, uh, uh, 101 and 102, just as a forewarning, if you guys do the jump start here, which I solidly recommend it's on campus and Miss Kempler teaches it you'll have Miss Kempler probably for 10th grade does she teach 9th grade no yeah so you'll probably have Miss Kempler for 10th grade and wonderful person and I think a pretty good teacher there's a lot of work though so I recommend if you're going to do 101, 102, and that goes for ALS as well, academic life schools, uh, we take that during advisory. It's not very difficult as long as you plan. Plan ahead and get things done in a timely order. Because if you rush it, like the day that it's due, you might be able to get it done, but you're going to lose sleep, you're going to lose quality in your projects. So that's just what I recommend. And then third period, I have AP US History. That one's another difficult one as well. There's uh, assignments that are very difficult to do. And I think that also comes with the planning thing. And so if you're planning, you're not gonna get as burnt out with your assignments. But all, all of these are really good classes. They're a higher level, but I don't think they're necessarily more difficult. They're just more complex and you need to be more of an organized person for that. Uh, my fourth period is an elective. I do honor uh, advanced band, uh, so premier band here at the school. I love the program, so just a little plug. A little plug Glenn, for Duford, who also played yeah. the highlight music for the award that Coach Shepard um, yeah. and one of our students, Gabe, got. So thank you guys for that. I should put a plug in for that. Thank you, Mr. Duford. <laughs> Indeed, yeah. Band is really fun. And then for my fifth period, I have uh, pre-calc honors with Dr. Wade. Dr. Wade is really fun, but sometimes you don't, I've heard people have some gripes with him, but I, I personally love his class. But in order to succeed in his class, you definitely have to prepare and know your stuff. So yeah, let, let me ask you this question and anybody can answer this one. What do you think the difference, because a, a lot of students ask that question is like, what is the difference between like that high level honors class and the actual CSN class? Like it, degrees, mm -hmm. like what is the difference between the two? Cause you guys have taken honors classes, you've taken AP and you've taken CSN classes. Are there any differences at all? You want to take this? Go ahead. You can just say whatever you think. <laughs> okay, no, no. Thank you. Um, 
so honestly i expected there to be because i was in miss gempler's honors class last year for 10th grade so now i'm in her english 101 and 102 i thought there would be a major gap like i didn't even think i could comprehend it but it's come to me that i once you're in there you just start getting it and it's not if you're in honors you can definitely like smooth your way into college classes and for um jumpstart at least i recommend jumpstart um i wouldn't say it's hard because you already practice your writing you already like sharpen your writing skills in honors classes and there's no ap but i feel like i mean for 10th graders but i feel like the workload is kind it was kind of similar but you in both classes you get to practice your time management and you still work with the same people would like um building up relationships like that but in college in the college class you get more freedom of what you guys want to say and you get to ask more questions and one thing i really love about miss gempler's class is she does one-on-one conferences with us and helps us get better at writing our essays which was different from honors class she really um it, it, this class is smaller than like the honors classes in high school so the teacher really gets to like have conversations with you since it's like a community college um I don't know. I would say, I, I don't know. I, that's all I kind of have to say. Like, so, so yeah. we also have to, and you guys have done a great job of like explaining this entire program. Really, you have. If we were talking to these students, they're gonna ask me one other question, which is, how many hours of homework are we averaging a night? So I want you to think about how many you average every single night. So, like some nights you might have one hour, some nights you might have two, some nights there's projects. Think about on average how long you're working on a night, and we'll just go around and say what, how many hours we're talking about. How many hours would you say? Probably like one to two. One to two but on average. Only because I'm pacing myself with my classes, and I'm not like overflowing myself with a bunch of work all at once. So you're talking about that time management thing of like, don't put stuff off till the last minute. Make sure you're organized. That's another one it, of those things. Responsibility. It does okay. Work. Okay. How many hours do you think? Yeah. Well. <laughs> Uh, I will say I'm a little less organized, so it's probably closer to two, three, and it can stretch on depending on the night. Like, some nights I'm a little less busy. Like, actually, after Wednesday, which turns out is when a lot of things are due, like Thursday and Friday, not that stressful. But going up from Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, it can get a little hairy. Okay. And how many do you think you average? Average, I'd say like three to five, but that really depends. So I'd say around three hours. Yeah. And I don't really do sports, but again, like my, I need to work on my time management skills too. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that can be like lesser since I also don't have like CSN classes at actual CSN. So. Okay, so I'm going to ask you guys, and, and Miss Madrigal, I'm going to ask you this too because we're going to run out of time on the podcast. These are the hard-hitting questions which I couldn't like help you guys with because honestly – People listening at home, we only used to ask three hard-hitting questions, but now I'm getting a list of students that are giving me some feedback. So this question, I I think there's only one right answer, but I mean, it kind of is opinion-based a little bit, but best place to get pizza in Las Vegas. If you had uh, to get pizza, I don't know why you guys are laughing. There's <laughs> one answer, right? Let's go. Let's. You can start us off. What do you, what do you think the correct answer is? I mainly just get it from Domino's. So, that's incorrect. That's uh, terrible. Okay. That's, that's terrible. Not one place, but one brand. Little Caesars, my favorite. What are you guys? Uh, this is ter- This is 
You guys are in CSN program? Uh, these are oh, terrible answers. Little Caesars is the little best. Little Caesars though. and Domino's the best. I don't think the by my house. People listening right now, they're not. They're, those are not the best. They're, no, those the, are quick. Their garlic nuts are so good. The okay, I get Domino's because it's just oh it's convenient. You're going to say good. Domino's too? Yeah, that's how All right, the, let's get some let's adults I, in here. The, the crazy bread from Little Caesars is just good. The marinara, I mean, like, come on. You, you can't say no to that. Okay, Miss Magical, best pizza place. <laughs> We haven't talked. We're talking like major brands. Or you guys haven't talked about any local things. Nothing like that. What What do you think, Madrigal? I don't know. There's a really a lot of good places. I've been to a, got a couple good places on the strip. I can't remember them by name, but really good places. Yeah. Legit Italians. Oh, and wow. yeah, just really good. good so places. you guys, is it New York style or do you think Chicago style? Do you guys know the difference? I don't oh, think I've really had either. So Chicago style is like the thick, and then the oh, it's, it's like, like deep the dish. dish. Yeah, and then oh. the New York style is usually that thin, the big pieces. Mm. Mm, I don't know. I, I think I like both. Like, there's not a definitive style. It, it, it used to be, like for me, always the Chicago style, but That's as I've gotten older, it's really hard for me to eat that much bread, so oh. I've switched now to liking New York. But there are so many amazing pizza places I, I can't remember the names either off the top of my head um but there is one in downtown Summerlin that's like it I think it's like an authentic New York really? pizza place and every time I go there there are people out there it's just a little shop I like the little shop um there was a one that right by my old high school Bonanza I just think I'm gonna give the name wrong and I'm afraid to say it but the owner of the store lived in New York and actually wow. had pictures like of his shop was really close to the World Trade Center before mm. all of that happened. And so he had this picture that was always up there. And I like, ah, I wanna say it starts with a V, but I just can't, Verrazano's, mm. Verrazano's Pizza. So I don't think he's listening to this podcast, but <laughs> Verrazano's Pizza would be my pick for the best mm. place in Vegas. All right, do you guys think you can handle one more? Cause I think we have time for one more hard hitting question. Well, let me ask you this question. You guys are CSN students, give us a hard hitting question. Hard-hitting question. Do you yeah. see the hard-hitting questions like the best of something? Mm-hmm. Like we used to do the best action hero. That was the mm-hmm. number one. Do you guys have a topic for debate you could bring up? Best book. Mm. See, me being me, I would say best type of car. Ooh, let's do that. Best best type of car. You're our car master here, so I'll let you create it, and that's the answer we'll give from now on. I know a lot of cars, so this is hard. I don't have one. I have. You just brought the topic up. I know. This. <laughs> so you got to pick one. Ford. Oh, we're talking manufacturers. Oh, a type. So Ford Maverick. Let's say Ford Maverick. Have you? Do you know what that is? They're the hybrids. They're trucks. They're the best. I see the smile. Like you're agreeing. No. I don't oh agree. no. Okay, give me a. Give me a. Give me okay, a something. Okay, so it's basic. Okay. But it has a nice style, in my opinion. It's a Nissan 370Z. I don't know what that is. Do you guys know what that is? No. This might be a hard question because you're a very specific yeah. one, but I like it though that you have it there. Yeah. Do you have a you do you have a dream car that you guys would want to drive? We'll finish with that on our podcast. Dream car. Then oh, that is, yeah. is the Nissan. Yeah, okay, all right. A... So people googling it at home will be able to see it. Yeah. All right. What's the dream car? I don't really have a dream car, but I I think I like something functional. You know, I I actually have this like like wild idea i don't know if i would do it but you you know all those like tiny homes that they make out of like school buses mm-hmm. i think that would be cool to drive like, around okay yeah. i've seen a few nice ones yeah okay. like you can make those pretty nice what, what about you dream car hmm. i haven't looked into it much because i suck at driving really bad i don't even have my permit yet oh no i have my permit sorry i don't have my license yet but maybe a bandwagon maybe not too bad 
Okay. Oh. What about you, Miss Magical? What would be the the car type? Uh, Rolls Royce. Ooh. <laughs> Expensive I like that. Get a very the expensive luxury one. car. I have to just put a shout out. There is a student on our campus that has a um, ice cream truck. Do you guys know that? I Wait, saw really? There is an ice cream truck that parks out there. That's so it cool. made me think of like my dream car. Like, what about like doing like a cement truck or a monster truck? Can oh. you drive a monster truck? No, it's no. it's too big. Wait, huh? no, never mind. So uh, I do like the school bus idea, but a tank. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can legally drive a tank with certain permits. No, wouldn't that that would be like a monster? It's too big, isn't it? Well, you can drive it. It might not fit places, but that would be so cool. No, no, but so illegally, cool. you can drive it on the streets. We've yeah. got to do some checking on this and investigation. I'm pretty sure. There, well, just think about the size of a tank. No, yeah. The tracks that it would be. No, it would be so big, but you could also. You get, mean like, it could be legal to own it, but like driving it in no, like. No, I'm pretty sure like. There's got to be police officers listening to this at home, like shaking their head one way or the other. I don't they're either know. agreeing with you or they're like, I don't know about that. I'm pretty sure you can, like with certain permits, but I don't know. You could also get like a bill transport vehicle those things are pretty big the they, well not even the humvees but like those like bigger ones with like more like train looking things but they would fit on the road your dream car makes sense to me i don't know about any of the other that ones just like to be honest for gas but it would be so fun Oh, my gosh. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for joining me. I really can't wait to have – we'll have to have a part two for this and maybe bring some new dual credit kids on because we really do want to promote this. It's like I think it's a great program. It's a lot of work, a lot of homework, a lot of responsibility, high-level thinking, lots of tests. But in the end, you do get to wear – you know, you don't have to wear the uniforms for people no. listening. Home. None of them are in uniform right now. They get their CSN badges, and they don't have to wear that. So it is a kind of a cool thing. So, again, thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye.